T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Tom Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, it's WTIC. It's a whole new week. I like new weeks. Yeah, it's a chance to do it all over again, but in a new way to reinvent and make everything in life better. I don't know if I follow that, but it. I try. 860-522-9842. We have a bunch of rants, and I think we'll do some early and some late. Mix it up a little bit. We have a bunch. Friday, I don't think we played one. Did we play a single rant on Friday? Nope. Totally failed on that. We are busy. Yes, we were. We were very busy. We had Stefanowski in studio. It was great. Also great. I had a, a day I just loved last week. I had a, it was a magical day. And it was in court, which is, sounds incongruous. And But, you know, when the state some, does something good, I have to give it props. We went to a hearing, a sentence reduction hearing for Michael Leibowitz, who, as you know, has spent 25 years in in prison in the state for uh, well-deserved reasons. He, he committed crimes that, that were worthy of a hefty sentence. And at the same time, Michael Leibowitz, I've never met him technically, that is shaken his hand, been in his immediate presence, but I did have the chance, along with a bunch of other people, maybe 20 other people, I had the chance to sit in a courtroom with him for his sentence reduction hearing. He invited us to be there. He invited people like his friend Subby, who's been his loyal friend since the, uh, Subby was 15. And um, Tom, the cop, used to be a detective in Wethersfield. Knew Lebo when he was a kid, and I think knew his family. And former state senator Len Susio was there to speak on his behalf. And... And Don Pesci, the columnist, was there, and it was just a wonderful group of people. And a lot of other people from Lebo's life, and I'm sure there's somebody else prominent who I should mention. But it, but it was so much fun to collect in his presence. So you have, uh, I just want to tell you the story of this, of this hearing, because it was, the judge was wonderful. I don't know her name, but she was just wonderful the way that he conducted this hearing. 
So it's last Wednesday, hot, sweaty day. And we go into the court in, in uh, Vernon. What's it called? Rockville? That section where the courthouse is? And this, I believe, was the only hearing of the day. Like, they opened up the courthouse to have a hearing for Lebo that they thought was going to take an hour, but took longer because there were so many people there to support him. And each person who spoke on behalf of Lebowitz had a story of just how impressive he is as an intellectual and some other dynamic about him that was the kind of thing that I think, I assume, judges aren't accustomed to hearing about people who were engaged in conspiracy crimes that uh, they were convicted of and sentenced to lots of time in prison for. So you picture a courtroom, one side, you know, the, the, um, the benches there for everybody to sit in, one... Picture one side of the courtroom packed with people <laughs> and the other side empty because nobody was there to speak against Leibowitz except one person, and that's the prosecutor. I don't recall his name. It's not important who he was, except as a symbol of the state. And Michael spoke, and by the way, he came in and he just had this beautiful smile on his face. He was so, he was like Yoda. He was just filled with joy and love over the idea that these people were there to speak for him because that was a measure of who he is that was a um that was that was the personalization the personification i guess of who he is was projected out into the community and turned back onto the court by us by our willingness to be there on this hot sweaty day so we're there, we make the case, he makes the case for himself, we all make the case for him. And a lot of different things got said on his behalf from different contexts, from these different people who knew him in different ways, and all had good things to say about him, without anybody denying reality. And, and Lebo himself said, I was a monster back then, but that's not who I am now. And that was so clear from what we all said and what he said, that it was powerful. Now, the prosecutor, on the other hand, this is the part that's fun to talk about and to think about, because it's about the way systems work. Systems don't want to do the right thing. Bureaucracies aren't in the business of doing what's right. Government isn't in the business of doing what's right. And, and that gets lost on people a lot, I think, in political conversations. The prosecutor got up there and started talking about technicalities of the law and about how this law upon which Michael's case for this hearing was resting didn't allow him to even be making this application and the court shouldn't have granted the hearing because he said it was the second hearing inside of three years. Less than three years ago, Michael had a previous sentence reduction hearing and his sentence was reduced two years and the prosecutor went on about how this made it illegitimate and he did that for a few minutes and then he said although I do have to confess there are some people who look at the law differently and use the law differently and interpret it differently but I was there when the law was made and I know that the intention was that you don't get to take a bite of the apple twice inside of three years 
And then he said, but by the way, I have to agree with the people who are here. I have to agree that Leibowitz is a, a model prisoner. He's very unusual in what he's been able to accomplish in his in his redemption of I'm you know I'm paraphrasing I can't tell you exactly what he said but but he was he spoke on behalf of Michael and said he'd known him for a long time and he'd worked with him for a long time and he he had done an amazing job of improving himself and then the hearing went on and there was other discussion and the prosecutor made more remarks and again reiterated that it wouldn't be right and said to the judge, what would it mean for the system? If Michael Leibowitz was let out, what would it say about the system if the system lets him out when he's not deserving of this hearing under the technicality that the prosecutor was arguing? And then the prosecutor did something amazing. He again stated his support for Leibowitz and his achievements, but he upped the ante. He said he's done an amazing job. As a matter of fact, I've never, he said, I've seen people released from prison who go on to make a good life for themselves. I've never seen anyone turn themselves around in prison like Michael Leibowitz has done. Boy, oh boy, what a tribute from the guy who's there arguing and who on apparently the part of the, the system requires the prosecutor to say what he thinks. He should make his own ruling, and he, he voted against Leibowitz being released. But he still gave that vote of support. Now, Lebo was there without a... Uh, without a lawyer he was representing himself so i was kind of nervous because the argument from the i think everybody was the, the argument from the prosecutor that the law wasn't valid was you know seemed like it could be a game changer it could be the deciding fact and then things went back to lebo and let's take a quick break and i'll tell you what lebo would say because it was such a beautiful moment it, it was so good. I just love retelling this. Okay, stay with us. We'll continue on WTIC. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. That was rockin'. This sounds like Anthony's junior high school headbanger music. Is that what this is? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I could go to middle school. This one I thought I'd be a rock star. Just play this in the car. Could you play it? Oh, on no. Your guitar? No, no. I tried. I could never. I was never this good. Okay, so court. Last Wednesday, Michael Leibowitz, the prisoner who we have on regularly for three, three years now, I think. The, uh, the argument goes from, the, uh, from all of us speaking on his behalf to the prosecutor speaking against him. Not that he was against Michael, but that he did, the law was against him was the prosecutor's argument. And he was essentially laying out the position that he, it was his job to protect 
the system's interests. That's why he was there, is how I was interpreting the, the approach he took. And he didn't want to personalize it. And, and, and I think there was maybe a, a wall of sound quality to all of us speaking on behalf of, of Mike. And he didn't want to seem like he was uh, maybe feeling negatively or had a hostile spirit. He wanted to fit into the moment, it seemed. And he said nice things about Michael. But when he said those nice things, when he said that he'd never seen anybody, anyone, turn their life around in prison the way Leibowitz has done, that's a pretty amazing testimony in support of somebody. I don't know if you realized how powerful it was. And it seemed that the judge maybe made up her mind from that or maybe she made up her mind from that he really had no argument against Michael other than the technicalities of the law and in the environment we're in it's kind of crazy to keep people locked up who've served plenty of time for the crime they've committed you know everybody everybody you talk to will say oh there's plenty of people being let out who did much worse things than Leibowitz crimes if you, if you can you know if you can score the crimes which they do in a matter of years then then Michael did enough time and and the question for early release is what kind of human being are you have you proven yourself worthy and I, I think the overwhelming consensus in that room was, uh, yeah, this was, uh, I mean, I, I left there thinking it doesn't matter what the judge decides. We didn't get to hear what the judge, what the judge's decision was on Wednesday. She said, I will issue a decision in writing. And Michael said he looked right at her. I didn't notice that, but he said she was looking right at him and she said, and I will decide quickly. Now, I've heard rumors about what the outcome is, but I don't know exactly what the outcome is. So I'm not going to say where I think it ended up, but uh, Lebo will be here at 410 if all goes well, and we'll have the chance to find out what he has to say about it. But it was a, it was a, a, a beautiful day and a magical moment because the government was behaving with integrity. The system was behaving with decency and compassion in the form of this judge who had been awarded the case I, I don't want to over glorify it in terms of the system but but it's good that somehow there are elements of our system of government that are functioning the way they are meant to function and that is to treat individual citizens like they're important even the ones who have who have violated the law have been um, who have received extreme punishment for it that even they deserve to be treated without bias and without attitude and without hostility as Michael was by the judge it was just a very uplifting day to have her tone of professionalism and, and humanity and decency and then to get to hear all of us talking about what who Michael is today as we perceive him, which is really all you can do. And for her to make a decision that seemed fair based on that uh, seemed inevitable.
And for me, it just, it just seemed like this was a celebration. Whether, whatever, the, however the ruling turns out, I, I said to myself, this is a celebration. This is a big victory for Mike. Regardless of the outcome in terms of her decision, that the outcome was this day where it felt good to be in a government building in the state of Connecticut. And there isn't much that goes on that I know of in the state of Connecticut. Maybe you've got a differing opinion, but I assume that there isn't much that goes on inside government buildings that you, that that doesn't even have a stench of, uh, of, of waste and disrespect towards taxpayers and, and, and the average citizen and contempt for humanity. I, I believe that about government because government is built in such a way that we're stuck in a tug of war between what is supposed to be ours, what is the obligation of government to provide to us under the concept of our system of government, that those beautiful ideals laid out in the, in the formative gov, uh, government documents, the Declaration of Independence and such. The statement that the people and their rights come first and that the government itself is just a, an agent of us. It is ours. And that it felt like we were infusing it with an understanding of what is real and what had to happen for Leibowitz when we were there in that courtroom on Wednesday. So again, Lebo will be here. Uh, he's supposed to be here in about 45 minutes. And hopefully he will be, but he, he is incarcerated, so we don't know the schedule. And I think he will fill us in on what he has heard and, and what transpired, but I don't know that for sure. But I wanted you to know about the day. I wanted you to know that I had a good day with the government, and I think everybody did, that the government is capable of delivering a good day. And that was, that was great to have a good day on the dime of the government. That was nice. 860-522-9842. So that's uh, basically what I have to say about that. If you want to react, feel free. We'll take some phone calls. We'll play some rants. And we'll have ourselves a good old time. Because good things can happen. And when they do, we've got to be able to admit it. We have to understand our government and how our society works and the crisis that we're in right now in its full scope. And it requires that we be honest about if good moments can happen from government. So, okay, there it is. I witnessed one, experienced it, just last Wednesday. The rant line number, 860-751-4698. You can put comments there whenever you like. And you can call now, 860-522-9842. We'll talk more after news on WTIC. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast yes WTIC we'll play some rants this half hour and we will overall sometime over the next hour and then we'll do more during the five o'clock hour we have a lot to catch up on and we will um, we'll also take some phone calls Tom calling from Thomaston it's been a long time Thomas hello there Todd hates Tom. Uh, I think that Leibowitz should be able to get out of prison, but I also think the woman he had beaten should be able to hire someone to beat him the same way she was beaten without any repercussions. And I'm serious about that. I think that's only fair. Well, but that it wouldn't be fair to give both punishments, would it? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he criminals really need to. No, what? Not that it will do much good, but uh, he he really needs to know what it was like, what he did. Mm-hmm. And do you you think that's impossible for uh, a? Well, what is your philosophy of? Do you think that people are permanently whoever they are, and that uh, that's no. they're irredeemable? I do, think, I do think they've changed. I've I used to think they change could change a lot more, but I've hired a few felons and every one of them was and it's a, it's only a few, small sample three yep. all three of them were pains in my butt yeah well i that wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised by that at all i mean i would think that most people who are in that position that they're committing crimes and then have to be locked up for it for some significant period of time that they would be problematic personalities because uh, they're usually criminals as a result of um, uh, a lot of dynamics in their lives that are just failing. And then nothing's going to suddenly turn them into winners in and most cases. My main philosophy is they're, I think they're sociopaths. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not necessarily psychopaths. You know, those that are downright, you know, killers that will kill any, but they just have no 
feelings other than what they want. Yeah, I think that's and right, and I, I think Leibowitz would agree are, with you. Are right in there, and I agree. CEOs, I agree with that. Very high on the sociopath scale. Well, I don't know about CEOs, but politicians, I think so. Yeah, well, no, I think they've done studies. It, it, it's, you need to be somewhat ruthless, you know, to get what you want. And the the, the more, the less you have feelings for others, the easier you are to do for that. I, yes. I think I think that's one thing the government doesn't do enough is to look into the that sociopath, whatever it is, gene or whatever it is that does that. I think that might be the beginning of maybe. But but uh, on some crime. level, on some level, it doesn't matter because I I agree with what you've sketched out, Tom, and that is that there there is a whole spectrum of of all types of situations with humans. So there's a whole spectrum of people who are antisocial, like Steve Jobs comes to mind, one of the success, most successful humans in the history sure. of mankind. Oh, yeah, he was... Right, he was yeah. ruthless and brutal to people, yeah. but within the, within the letter of the law, as far as we know. He's never been right. uh, accused of a crime. So what we care about is that they not violate the law. Otherwise, right. we want to benefit from their aggressive tendencies from the range of characteristics that nature provides and for their willingness to push harder than other people how did the pioneers ever I, you know i was just thinking that was a characteristic probably of a lot of pioneers and yeah so it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword you know you you, you gotta run it down that straight line i hope leibowitz really has changed but he's been a model citizen because he's had someone on his neck for 24 years you gotta but, remember that. Wait, who who was on? You mean because he was locked up? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. But right. the, the, the I, thing is that most people are very different at age twenty-one than they are, especially men, are different at age twenty-one than they are yeah. in their forties. I I agree with that. So well, the I, odds I are. What's that? I hope him best. I'm just. You wish him the best. I wish him the best. I'm just. Uh, I, I I don't know. Well, we, we will find out. I'll tell you his presence in that courtroom. It, it, it was like Yoda was there. He there was a yeah. kind of uh, there was a kind of monk like quality to his presence. He was he's so decent. And when and when the uh, this was kind of an interesting moment when the prosecutor made a mistake. No, when the court made a mistake and said he was 19 when these crimes happened, the prosecutor said, I, I want to correct the record. I believe he was 21. And Michael was sitting there nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is a guy who doesn't show any signs of wanting to be out for his own best interest without if if it means violating uh, his integrity. So I I think we can uh, we will see that he's a remarkable human being and and we can be excited. Well, I, that he I, I hope it works out for everyone. I like his politics, so uh, I I'm, I am interested in what he does with the rest of his life. Tom, I'm very, um, I'm very pleased that you sound so conciliatory about it. Because based on, I, I don't think we've spoken in a couple of years, but I, I believe you were kind of angry with me and my um, em embrace of of Lebo. Were you? No, 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 no. I was angry with you. <laughs> I, I, I think you have a, uh, 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 what are they, uh, a tears. You know, I don't like the fact that I can't say hello. How are you? How are you doing? That's you only can say for the. A special guest. That's no, what we I, had our argument. 
Is that is that what it was about? I, yeah, you know, yeah. my thing with that is it, I just want a better listener experience. And if everybody calls up and says, yeah. hi, how you doing? I know, and I say, I'm doing good, then we've just slowed down the show. And Well, you could stop in three seconds. I'm great. How are you? What's your question? Something yes. like that. But, yes, but, but now we've gotten it, to the point. You make it into a tier system. You, a tier? Oh, my, my problem, Todd, yeah. seriously, yeah. is you, you ask Bob Stefanowski, how's he doing? How is how does he deserve a how he's doing? But Tom from Thomason doesn't deserve a how he's doing. It's not about deserving. It's about how do you bring the numbers of hi how you doing down to a bare minimum. That's all. It's nothing well, personal. I'll disagree on that one. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad that's all we're disagreeing about. Thank you, sir. It's great Bye-bye. to hear from you again. I appreciate you being on. Boy, he didn't talk to me for a couple of years because I didn't. I don't want people. Saying hi, how you doing is a way to start the conversation. That's all. But that's interesting that he took it personally. That I'll I will say to guests, "How you doing?" And then I do I I I don't like my guests. You ask me how I'm. Who cares how I'm doing? I'll ask you how you doing, Tom. Tom, how you doing? How bad can it be? You're in Thomaston. Life is good in Thomaston, isn't it? All right, let me see if I can uh, fix this computer on the fly and get the rants going, all right? Okay, rant time. You ready, Anthony? Anthony's looking like he doesn't know what's going to happen next. He's like he's nervous. <laughs> I just don't know if I trust your computer. No, well, it's not very <laughs> trustworthy. Hi, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Ned Lamont here, the governor. Yeah, we're going to probably have to give... Get some new fees at the motor vehicle department and emissions might have to go up and everything because we're going to have to be able to pay for all the, you know, you, you want to play, you got to pay. <laughs> and if you move to Connecticut, you're like stupid. No, I'm just, I don't know what I'm saying today. I'm, it's the heat's getting to me a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so everybody, you know, make sure you go to your cooling center. I know you might not be able to afford air conditioning for your house because it's so damn expensive. But, uh, you know, I like the governor's mansion at my office. They all have air conditioning, and uh, it's really nice. It's If you have any little problems, you can just call me. Just call me at my office. You can call me or Susan Pleisowicz. And, uh, yeah, you can get us on the phone. And uh, good luck with those extra fees that are going to be coming down pike, people. I'm just warning you ahead of time. So don't forget to vote for me. I'm the guy. I'm the only guy that's qualified. <laughs> I don't know where I got the qualifications from, but hey, <laughs> I got point. elected. So oh, you're stuck with me. Woo! <laughs> oh, <laughs> <wee>. <laughs> That's one of the best things the governor's ever said. With me. Wee! Wee! That is just the best. I live for that. Hey, if you watch the Democrat uh, ads on TV, uh, Feisowicz and uh, Lamont, all they do is cut on Bob, okay? Instead of saying what they've done and how good things are, which they're not, all they do is cut on the Republicans. Very, very dirty. Goodbye. Well, I don't know if I'd call it dirty. I mean, everybody That's politics. Everybody cuts on the other party. But that but is a it, good point. But it is a good point. 
they have nothing to say. They know that the, the state is in crisis. I mean, the country is in crisis. You know better than me. Is it more likely that campaigns that are trying to win re-election, do they always focus on the opponent? Or is there a phase where they try to focus on what they've done? Like, I mean, historically, I don't really know. No, it depends on how much trouble they think they're in. Yeah. If they're in trouble, they do the attack ads because attack ads work. And they want to be able to, They, I would assume they thought Bob was running ads that were very harmful to Ned and that they couldn't afford to leave them unanswered and that they had to put stuff up right away that attacked him back. It's, it's, it is interesting because they didn't have anything ready. This governor is such a moron. It's it's mind-boggling. Like, he really, he doesn't know how to do anything. Well, and I like what Bob's doing, too. There will be, uh, you know, they're putting up little, like, memes and signs and statistics about uh, abortion and, and things like that. You know, the sign in Connecticut that, that Bob's using with his ad. They oh, made, I love that They ad. made a fake sign of, and they were like, Bob Stefanowski, where we're going to take away your rights. And, you know, like a little photoshopped uh-huh. sign and all this stuff. And Bob's quoting it with his team and on his accounts and, you know, doing the same thing. They're just doing vice the social versa. media wars. Yeah, which I like. I like how they're doing, like, you know, they'll take the same exact picture and just put their own spin on it and uh yeah i think you're right it seems like the lamont camp just had nothing planned when it comes to marketing and because they're running that ad they're running that ad that is um if you notice it's about it's a tax on his his uh past his history and they're from 2018 it's all the same things they ran four years ago well, it really makes me wonder what would they have done without the abortion stuff i mean really well they if they would've... didn't have that what what would it be they wouldn't really have anything to focus on yeah but they would find something they would use something but they wouldn't you know the abortion thing is effective in terms of scaring certain blocks of voters so um and they're panicked over what might happen this election year and maybe that'll save them you never know Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Hey Todd, yes? please tell me you don't believe for one minute that Biden has COVID. Wait, are you saying I would be ridiculous if I believed that Biden had COVID? That that would be dumb of me or something? You know they're hiding him because they're finally treating him for dementia. So I shouldn't think for a second that Biden has COVID. And you know if it is really COVID. So he may have COVID. Is that what you're saying? How come <laughs> nobody cares about how about all those people? that he just met with on his famous trip, hugging, shaking hands, bopping fists, breathing on them. Come on. You mean we don't care about having them tested? Well, that's up to them. I'm sure they, they sent they a did, note over. They did uh, when they had their briefing. I think it was 17 people that were in close contact that were all made aware as soon as he was. Well, that's what they said, right? Yeah. Well, they yeah, that could, yeah. It could well, be a lie, but yeah. But... We don't get to see the internal communications, uh, you know. I'm sure they sent notes. I, I, I uh, believe that it's COVID because they have so many big lies to tell and that they are telling that are lies in progress and everything. Did I take a break? Oh, let's take a break. More rants coming up on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
860-522-9842. Thank you for being here on WTIC on a Monday afternoon when we get it going all over again. You probably heard my last message. But here's the deal. If the government is in the position right now to take over your children, propaganda comes down from the federal government. It's all about biracial. It's all about, you know, your kids can't do this, can't do that. You know, and they teach more crap than they teach our kids any good. We're 25th in the world as far as highly educated kids. It's all a fault of our government and the plan is to dumb us down, and I hate it. I'm sorry. You have a good night. You don't have to be sorry for hating what big government does that's harmful and hateful. Go for it. You probably heard my last message. No, not yet. We take them in order. I thank you for hearing this, but I know where the destruction of this country started. It started the day that they said that a man gets divorced from a woman, and the woman can take everything he makes and support her children. And all of a sudden, this guy that's been working to support his family and everything else, just because she don't like him, she divorces him, and she gets money from him. He's now bankrupt. He's done. He can't afford it. She's done. So what's she do? She has more kids with other partners. I guess that's right. I think that's right. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. You want to get that call in, Anthony, or should I play another rant and go to the news? Okay, we'll play another rant. Okay, we'll play the call. Anthony likes. To, oh, never mind. Hello, John in Canton. What's happening? Hi. Um, I just wanted to bring up something. You mentioned Steve Jobs earlier. Yes. About his um, conduct. Do you know what he passed away was? He passed away from insulinomas that had spread through his liver. Insulinomas affect your behavior. It's about a 20 to 30 year cycle for them to first show up. You get terrific highs and terrific lows, and people would say that you're bipolar. And that's what, um, so really you cannot use his conduct because he was unable to control himself. Mm -hmm. And most doctors, pancreatic doctors, will tell you that. That's very interesting. I've never heard that before. And yeah, you look up, he, that's what he died of. He didn't, um, if you read what happened, he went to John Hopkins, and he was diagnosed with insulinomas and multiple ones, and he did not uh, follow their instructions on having to take in, them taken out. Well, that, that I read about, because of his Buddhist beliefs or whatever, he didn't yeah, want his well, body he violated? Treated, he thought he could treat it naturally, and what happens if you don't take them out and if they're cancerous, uh, most of the time they're not, but if they do, uh, they will spread to your liver, and that's what really was the downfall of them. And again, maybe that was part of his success was his terrific highs, but also they were followed by terrific lows and um, and personality disorders and what have you. Because mm-hmm. when your glucose, that, you know, what happens is your glucose is affected by those insulinomas. You can sit down and have a ten course meal, and two minutes later have a blood sugar of 35. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't follow the biology of it, but it doesn't really matter. It's interesting. It doesn't, as you say, that could be part of the reason he was who he was and why he was so successful, because he could drive so hard. People are the entirety of who they are, and, and that's part of what makes us so fascinating. Thank you, John, though, for that tidbit. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.